Stop yourself. <laughs> Ew. <sighs> Dad. Just swallowing water of, for crying out loud. It's because I'm the middle child, isn't it? So you resent me. Because <laughs> you always forget about me. Are you again? <laughs> okay, do your theme song. I want to see if it's the same as the theme song I wrote in my head today. Okay. Goodbye, goodbye, hey, goodbye, NaNoWriMo, NaNoWriMo, hey, 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 goodbye. That's what it sounds like in the bathtub, apparently. What was yours? Mine was the same. <laughs> <laughs> Except for I didn't start with the goodbye part. I just went right into the nano. I was I was gonna do that initially, actually. So NaNoWriMo is done. Oh, first of all, welcome to the Aluminum Linings Podcast, the podcast where we talk about anything except for our day job. So NaNoWriMo is over and done. So how are you doing? How are you feeling? What's in your heart? Well, I'm not as exhausted as I thought I'd be, but it's still, I'm still having trouble motivating myself to write after this. I, I very much need an external source of authority. I actually did write about a thousand words yesterday. Oh, nice. And it was only because I knew we were podcasting today and I didn't <laughs> want to say I've written absolutely nothing since NaNoWriMo ended. So we're going to have to podcast every week now. Okay. Maybe we'll retitle it The Unpaid Writer's Life. Well... You can until January when you're releasing your book. Da, da, da. January 8th, 2020. A book of this. Sweet. Looking forward to it. And if nobody buys it, I'll still be an unpaid author. So. Does it count? What if mom buys it? Because I did have an Etsy <laughs> shop that made exactly one sale and it was to my mom. Paid is paid. So, But it doesn't count as your day job then, does it? No. For this podcast purposes. A yeah. side job is okay? I think so. I consider my day job to be the job that I work that pays over 75% of my bills. That seems like a good line. Yeah. You know, because I have four of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what do you do? Tutor, coach. Well, I'm not paid to coach basketball. Yeah. That is a volunteer position. So what other paid positions? Yeah. Okay. Which we're going to have to all cut out of here because we don't talk about that on this podcast. Right. We can only talk about the tutoring. That's it. <laughs> so for a uh, nano Twitter update, everyone is in the same boat as you, Dad. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently if you write your NaNoWriMo right on the NaNoWriMo website, you get like achievement badges every certain number of words <gasps> really yeah oh. so oh, but you got to do the actual writing on the website like, i don't know if you be... can paste it in after if you have to do all the typing on there but yeah it's like you but you have to post your story basically. yeah yeah oh wow i don't know whether you have to make it public or not or whether it's just on the website but right. everyone's tweeting hmm. like i don't have any more achievement badges and i can't write without achievement badges <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing what just a little bit of a motivation will do. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I don't know how many times I'm falling asleep on my keyboard and I push through to make the 1,700 words. And mm -hmm. then like as soon as I got over 1,700 words most nights, it was like, okay, I'm done. 
Yes. There's like nothing left. I made it. Dragged myself across the 1700 word lines. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's why the word sprints were so beneficial to me because it's like, mm. I just have to do this for 15 minutes or I just have to do this for half an hour, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a, there's a program. I don't know if it's still around even, but it was called Write or Die, mm-hmm. I think. And then so it would have things like if you didn't write in so long, your story would start deleting or something. Oh my goodness. I cannot was, handle that. Uh, and yeah, I've, I've heard of a different, and I'm not sure like if that's the write or die specifically or whether it was a write or die like program, but wow, uh, yeah, that's like for, for something like this where you're just trying to, I'm just going to get the story out. Mm-hmm. You know, that I think would be really pretty good. Yeah. Pretty so, helpful. So now that you're on the other side of it, what would you do differently or what will you do differently next year? You know, I could see there's things like looking back, I say, and I say this about pretty much everything is like, I should write earlier in the day, get started, you know, get up early, start first thing, blah, blah, blah. It's just, I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's all well and good to say oh this would be so much better for me if i had even gotten half of the writing done in the morning or something but it's like it just seems like until that deadline is looming over my head Mm -hmm. and because i really 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 didn't want to get behind like substantially behind because i figured that would destroy me yeah but it's it's like yeah i need that looming deadline or else i'm not motivated enough to do it yeah, and I think I was honest with myself for the start that I was going to get behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, then... I mean, you can, you're can. you pretty good for when you're in the zone to throw down a lot of words. Mm. Like, whereas with me, it's not so much. Like, I mean, sometimes, yeah, I mean, and depending on what I was writing, sometimes it would start to go really well, but mm-hmm. it was in very short spurts. Like, I couldn't see myself if I got two or three days behind. I think that would have been pretty hard for me to catch up on. Yeah, it sucks, because you're like, man, I just wrote 2,000 words in an hour, and then you're like, still 6,000 behind. <laughs> but it's nice, you know, just knowing that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and and the way I did it, it's like, you know, I might even be able to pull this off if I was, if I was working at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Yeah, and especially doing it in November, because like we said last time, like it's not a great time of year to be doing this kind of thing. So I think for me, it was nice to know when I'm at one of my busiest times, I still can sit down and write 1,700 right. words in a day. Yeah, and um, I think the, the guy who created it, like, well, he's not hard and fast about the rules, it seems like. He, you know, it's just, you know, pick a month that you want to do it in. Don't, mm-hmm, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I know, like, even looking on Twitter, people pick different months to do NaNoWriMo in. Mm. And like we said at the very beginning of the podcast, we took baby steps before we got to NaNoWriMo. So we did 10,000 words in a month before Mm -hmm. we jumped to 50,000 words. We wrote 50,000 words collectively over a long period of time before we did it in a month, too. So yeah. But I think what I would do differently, because I really wanted, and I don't know why I wanted this, but I wanted to have, like, a pure NaNoWriMo experience. So I tried not to think about my story in the month leading up to NaNoWriMo. I tried to kind of just leave it, because I wanted all my ideas and all my story to happen in that one month. Right. 
And I think, so for me, what I would do differently is in the month, even if I don't do an official outline, but like start thinking about my story before November 1st, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the only reason I thought about my story beforehand is because I dreamt about it and I thought it was a cool idea. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so I would definitely do a little bit more prep work in terms of thinking about my story and my characters in advance. Um, because I think a lot of the problems that I ran into with my story were inconsistencies in character voice. Mm. Because I hadn't really decided who my characters were, and I didn't have time to sit and think, okay, what are their personality traits? What do they like? What do they dislike? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so I didn't really hit my stride with character voice until I was already about halfway through. Mm. So I think in the future for me, I would definitely do a little more prep work um maybe even start a map and do a little bit of world building before i started too would be a a good idea just so that when i am laying down the backstory and deciding how to present the world i have a better idea of the rules of the world before i get started writing yeah yeah and it's not like any of that is written in stone but if you have a few guideposts and things it it helps you and i think i would have had less ugly writing if i would have thought about it a little more in advance versus because Mm -hmm. I was trying to do everything at once I had more ugly writing because I was focused on my attention was too divided on okay well how is this gonna work how is this gonna work how is this gonna work it's you know 11 o'clock at night already and my tired brain is trying to find solutions to problems that I just (laughs) realized well and if you do a little world building in advance to it it's it uh, helps you avoid like with with stories that involve magic or supernatural or or even science that you know is pretty much magic because it's not it doesn't exist right now mm-hmm. you run into the risk of oh i've got this device or i've got this magic thing that saves the day at the end but you haven't weaved that into the story at all so it's all of a sudden just like it's like the old cowboy movies where suddenly you hear a bugle and the cavalry comes rushing in and it was like there was no, <laughs> you know, it was just all of a sudden, oh, this the hero needs saving, so the cavalry shows up. Yeah, yeah. Save the day. Yeah, and I think, too, like, I started out not realizing how overpowered my character was. Mm. And so then I got myself into trouble because I'm like, well, how do I have a try-fail cycle if I've kind of designed my character that they can't really fail? Right. So. Well, I mean, and that's... I, I guess look at Superman. Look at Superman comics to figure that out. Mm-hmm, yeah, because <laughs> he is such a powerful character. So it's like, okay, you got to put something he cares about in jeopardy. Yeah, my character is now allergic to grass. <laughs> Are you gonna do NaNoWriMo next year? It will probably depend on boo <laughs> on what I've done with this story. Mm-hmm. If I maybe get it finished up or at least in a place where I want to put it on a shelf for a bit and come back to it, then Mm -hmm. it seems like I've got a few ideas floating around in my head. So I think there could be something else. I I don't think I'll ever do it like the purest way where you only, you don't do any outlining till a week before and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I think I I prefer to have things ruminating around in my brain a bit more. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what about you? Uh, Yeah, I'll probably do it next year. Um... I'm kind of in a weird spot where I'm at the tail end of one project. A book of this coming out January 8th, 2020. 
So NaNoWriMo was kind of a nice break for me because I had mm. been in the editing phase. I was trying to figure out how to publish. So it was a lot of just reading and waiting to get back or waiting for people to get back to me. And I was kind of in more of like an administrative. Right. So the, NaNoWriMo was a really nice break for me. And I feel I came out of it not exhausted, but energized to keep working on the kind of the final touches of mm. a book of this. But yeah, I'm I'm I definitely see myself doing NaNoWriMo in the future, maybe not in November, but mm-hmm. even if I did pick to like an annual time to do it once I have a better idea of what 2020 is going to look like. I'm excited. So in addition to possibly some more world building and outlining, is there any other like has this shown you anything that any skills you'd like to shore up for your writing? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like like I said before, I do most of my writing in first person. And so I would like to either be able to write a complex story in first person in such a way that it's interesting. Um, <laughs> because, well, because a lot of my stories are my... Oh, so the story itself you mean rather than just being kind of voice driven. Yeah, exactly. Because my other the other stuff I've written is shorter. It's novella length. And a book of this is the first one of those that's actually publishable um so as much as i really like creating these characters that have very distinct and interesting voices i need to find a way either to write that write you know a a complex world that way either multiple perspectives like for each chapter or something like that or i need to find a way to write in third person that's just as interesting and compelling to me because I think it can be done either way. I'm just yeah. not sure how that works in terms of my writing style. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think the benefit of third person, well, one of the benefits is you don't have someone necessarily blowing their own horn. Like if you get mm. a hero doing something really cool, I don't know if he's if he or she is describing what they did themselves, then it kind of sounds like, look at me, I'm so fabulous. Yeah, even we don't walk around being like, and I looked up at the sky and noticed the yeah, snow yeah. <laughs> glistening off the treetops, right? So how do you describe surroundings that a character is familiar mm. with and sees all the time, but the right. reader is unfamiliar with? Yeah. So yeah, I didn't really run into problems when it was a new environment my character was walking into because, yeah, you would be looking around and taking notice right, of things. Right. But if this is your home, if this is somewhere that you grew up in, you're not interested by the things that the readers would find interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm just kind of curious how important that is to other people. I know even like the Lord of the Rings, I just felt like I was getting so bogged down when he's describing the geography Mm-hmm. when they're traveling and stuff and it's like I can't, I, i'm not even really picturing it okay it's a forest yeah i don't need to know what kind of trees and the shape of the lake and all this you're you're riding through the forest so yeah. let's move on to the fighting part <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i think i think for people who are more like visual learners and tactile learners it might be more important for them mm. yeah i i don't know i'm not sure but i know that i i do want to be able to write complex plot lines and so i just need to find a way that works for me and maybe NaNoWriMo is the perfect exercise to practice that once a year until i get Mm -hmm. good at it yeah are you gonna so you're gonna continue working on this project throughout this year obviously i hope so yes i think i'm gonna leave mine for a bit yours is complete though right yeah yeah whereas mine i would imagine i could probably write another fifty thousand words probably before maybe Mm -hmm. it's hard to tell because 
Like I said, the plot seems to be moving in directions that I didn't really want it to, but I just can't. With the characters I've done, I'm, I'm just finding it hard to get to the point I wanted to get to. It just, I'm, I haven't really, it just doesn't make sense to me that characters would act in the way that they would need to act for the story to go in the direction I want it to go. Mm-hmm. So I might be revamping how this, you know, what the main <laughs> main plot is, I guess, yeah. or what, or how they come to this place where, what the climax is going to be, I guess. Right, right. So are you, you're going back to outlining then, or are you just going to keep, stay in panzer mode and finish out the story? Well, I, I think I'm going to use most of my... Um, for this part of it, the outline is a lot more shakier than it was at the beginning. So I'll probably try to do just a scene-by-scene scene thing. Like, say, when I'm working on one scene, I might put in Scrivener, I might open a couple more files for different scenes and just give a little, you know, like a sentence or phrase to say what I want to talk about in that mm-hmm. scene. Um, yeah, there's still some big points that I, I still want to do. And we'll see how it goes. Like if it, if I find I'm reading it and it's compelling enough, then I'll go with that. Or maybe I might have to do some major uh, revamping and re-engineering. We'll see. I still might do some some world building to just help me. I'm, I'm still, there's technology slash magic that... I haven't really put down in concrete terms how how it works and how much of that is necessary for me to do. Uh, so there's that. I'm still trying to get a hold on on writing. Like mine is written in third person, but there's a lot of dialogue. And and I've said this before. I want it. I'd like to get to a point where if I handed you a page of just strictly dialogue, you could figure out who's talking by the way it, because right now they're all pretty vanilla. So I'm trying to decide about things like, um, you know, does the person say you or say, yeah, do they, you know, do they yeah. abbreviate words or do they, you know, do they use, uh, contractions, contractions, but, like can't instead of cannot. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Um, I know I keep, I keep imagining people with like Scottish and Irish accents and things, but it's like, it's not in our world. So I'm trying to figure out, well, okay, should I create something of my own that just has, you know, certain idiosyncrasies about certain words and stuff or, so that's still a work in progress. I've got a lot of work, you know, (laughs) a lot of work to do. Yeah. Mine needs... Mine is a finished story, but it doesn't mean it's a good finished story. No. So mine needs a lot of work, and I think I need to decide, because I kind of took I took the story in a lot of directions, and I think what I should have done is just pick one. But again, when you're trying to hit word count, it's like, okay, this isn't working anymore. I got what's happening next. Yeah. Um, and my book does feel, like I said, pretty much on every podcast that we've done so far, is it does feel very episodic. So I feel like I could expand on some of those episodes and give myself a full, a full arc. Right. Um, but I'm well, just... and you can do. There's kind of this method of outlining that's like reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. They talked about it on writing excuses, I think, where where someone's story wasn't working, so they went through it and outlined. You know, so it was like I said, reverse engineering, where they took the story. And created an outline from the story so that they could see, okay, we're missing something here. What mm-hmm. is it? And from the outline they've created, they're able to see, oh, okay, well, we didn't have this or 
this was missing or needs more of whatever. So Yeah, and I feel for me where I thought my story would end actually ended up being kind of the middle of my story. So we've got work to do yet. So we've got work <laughs> to do yet. That's the important thing. Is there anything else you want to add? I don't think so. I think it's, you know, if you do have an interest in writing, this is a, a good way to get jump-started into it. Writers write, right? Right. Well, as always, you can find all my content on AluminumLinings.com. I'm Aluminum Linings on all social media, except for Twitter, in which I am Aluminum Lining with no S, because that was too long for the Twitter handle. Thanks for podcasting with me for the past six weeks. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Me too. It was great. Great having you on the pod. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. I got an ebook coming out January 8th, 2020. Maybe we can talk about that on a future podcast. That'd be um, cool. I'm hoping to have a pre-order form up on my website for a print copy of the book. So if you want an ebook, just wait until it comes out for right now because technical difficulties. But if you our intent on having an ebook, I've been pricing it out. They'll probably between be between five and ten dollars, depending on which printer I go through. And uh, ebook is up. Or for the print book. Yeah. The ebook is gonna be again, technical difficulties. Around a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, it's just been the the stuff that I thought was gonna be difficult has been easy, and the stuff that I thought was really easy and straightforward has been a nightmare. So I'll keep <laughs> you guys you updated. Cool. Until then, good luck, have fun, and don't talk to strangers unless you want to make new friends. Bye. <laughs>